All right, this is going to be my first continuation episode of the Rcast, the show where I talk about things that I've watched or read or whatever that are very interesting. We're going to get through the next four episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen. So that is episodes uh, four to seven, I believe. Four, five, six, seven. Yes. Anyways. Uh, I really think it was a good idea that I stopped at episode three because after episode three, the series really pops up. <laughs> it goes crazy. It's really good. So I'm going to try my best to kind of... Uh, give you a little synopsis a little little explanation if you did not watch my previous episode i would suggest you go do that or else you may be very confused so now episode four starts with the three main characters basically being informed that a curse which are like the monsters in this universe has appeared in a uh in like a correctional facility for people who have committed crimes so it's it's like a like a like a juvie basically like a japanese version of a juvie and so they go into the juvenile detention center and they immediately get sucked into this like world where the everything in the juvenile detention center has been like expanded which they don't really explain at the time but they explain later uh it results in a crazy fight um the main character Yuji gets his arm ripped off he gets his hand ripped off and then his other hand has the fingers like burned off it's horrifying so he is um throughout the course of this fight every character basically loses something so um the the edgy guy i really like him uh let me find his name i'm sorry i'm still bad with japanese names sometimes uh megumi megumi loses one of his dogs he also, I believe, loses his snake later. Uh, Yuji gets freaking messed up during the course of this episode. He gets his arm ripped off. He gets his fingers burned off. He just has, he just suffers. And then Nobara kind of gets out the easiest, but she gets knocked out. And before then, she uses up almost all of her magic nails, which she requires to use her powers. So what happens is, is Yuji is forced to turn into Sakuna, which is, you know, the main bad guy. And uh, Sukuna just shows his superiority immediately. He just destroys everything. Uh, it's crazy. But then Megumi is forced to fight Sukuna because Sukuna is refusing to let Yuji take over his body again. Because remember, in the last one, Yuji ate that finger, which is disgusting. And now he has to have Sukuna inside his body. So, what happens after that is uh, Sakuna rips out Yuji's heart and holds it up and is like, now he won't be able to transfer back because if he does, he'll die. And Megumi freaks out and they have this crazy fight. One of the most insane animated scenes I've ever seen occurs where Sakuna is just bashing Megumi around. He bashes him like through a rooftop, and, like through multiple buildings. I have no idea how he freaking lives. I assume there's some secondary power where they can take like stronger injuries than the average person because otherwise he would have just straight up died. But uh so what happens is um all the characters eventually get out of there and Yuji takes over his body again and dies. Like he just falls on the pavement and bleeds out and of course everyone thinks he's dead but what really happened which we learned in the next episode uh 
sorry, I'm trying to get episode five. Or sorry, episode six. So I just kind of went through what happened in episode four and five. It was like this big fight. It was very elaborate. There's some really cool scenes. I really like the scene where um, Megami is using all of his different like familiars at once, like doing like combo attacks and stuff. It was very well done. Uh, but after that, it turns out that Sakuna can put Yuji or put his soul basically into this like alternate world that they can create. It's called like a domain, I think. And every character, well, not every character, but all the like strong characters, I think, have a domain that they can um, create and it like holds things inside it and it's like blocked off from the real world. And the only way to stop it is to um, create your own domain that's like stronger, right? So he, Sakuna has created this domain and obviously Yuji isn't capable of doing that because he can't really use magic. Uh, he does manage to do one like magic punch but it's very weak and he has to learn to like control his power but anyways so uh, there's a great scene where they have like this big talk and yuji's like all right we're gonna have a fight to the death in this world and if you kill me i won't follow your demands because sakuna basically demands that he will have like a like a power put on yuji where if yuji or if sakuna says a specific phrase to him yuji has to let him transform for a certain amount of time but sakuna can't kill his friends while he's transformed and yuji don't won't remember this so he'll basically be like brainwashed right so they have this fight which literally lasts one second it's hilarious he's like all right let's go and then his head just splits in half you're like oh so he loses immediately and then he is um he like heals he's literally on the slab in like the morgue of the school the like jujitsu school he's literally on the freaking slab and then he just gets up and is like why am i naked this is weird and then the coroner isn't even like surprised he's just like oh man i really want to dissect him which i like that lady she seems really cool but anyways uh now he basically spends the next uh he basically they haven't told everyone else that he's still alive right and the um, school teacher, a.k.a. super cool uh, blind dude, Gojo, he is like, look, we're going to not tell people that you're still alive. We're going to hide. We're going. I'm going to make you really strong so that none of these like curses come and hunt you down. Because I think that there's people trying to hunt you down specifically. Because he basically thinks that the uh, mission they went on was way too hard and it was a setup. Someone specifically said, like, you're going to do this. Like, you're going to go out and go on this, like, crazy adventure. And we're going to see what happens. And, obviously, <laughs> Gojo's like, no. They can't. Like, they're at, there's something going on at, like, the top of, like, the people who, like, control the sorcerers. Like, the, the jujitsu people. Um, something in there is, like, wacky and is actually working for the bad guys and is like trying to like screw things up that's what gojo believes and i think that he has some good like reason to believe it i don't think he's just being a conspiracy theorist so we get a very funny scene where the way that he trains yuji to master like because curse power like the jujitsu is based on your emotions so the way that he trains him is he makes him watch like really emotional movies which includes like a lord of the rings parody and all this stuff but he has he has to hold this doll Sorry, I bought my microphone. I move my hands a lot when I talk. Anyways, 
he uh has to hold this doll and then when he holds it he like uh has to pour like a how oh god i keep hitting my he <laughs> he pours like a tiny bit of power into it but if he doesn't do that if he forgets to then he will hurt himself like the doll will suddenly like rise up and punch him and so it leads to this very funny scene where he's like trying to he's watching lord of the rings and it's very obviously lord of the rings but they don't say it is and then he's like trying to control the power it's great i love this scene it's very funny uh it really kind of highlights go gojo's like weird uh like way that he trains people and way that he like gets them to like unlock their powers um gojo Oh, a scene I forgot to mention before this is four bad guys meet in a small noodle shop in Tokyo. And I didn't really like this scene. So they'd start just, you know, having a good time. They're eating noodles. They're talking. And the one of them, uh, it's also cool because it highlights how, like, supernatural they are. Because three of them can't be seen by normal people. Only one of them is, like, a human. And the rest are these, like, curses. So there's a funny scene where, like, the noodle shop guy um, is like, oh, table for one. Why is that guy taking so long? And he's, like, muttering under his breath because he's actually talking to his, like, evil allies. So he decides to go and, you know, he's, like, talking to these guys. And he, one of them gets starts getting, like, angry. And he's, like, this one that has, like, a volcano head. I don't know how to explain these characters. They're all super weird. One of them is like a zombie guy. The other one's like this weird little octopus thing. They're just like these bizarre characters. And the uh, volcano head one, he has a head that's like Mount Fuji, but it's a volcano. He starts getting angry and he starts making it hot in the noodle place. And people are like noticing it. And they're being like, that's weird. Like someone turned up the heat. And he's like, has an evil smirk on his face. And he's like, all right. I'll show you how powerful I am because the main guy, the leader who looks like a samurai, but his head is like messed up. Like he, he has like a, what looks like a scar of like a brain surgery on his head. He's like, okay, show me how powerful you are. And then I'll let you go hunt down Gojo. Who's the blindfold guy. And he's like, okay. And he kills everyone in this noodle place. He just, they just start getting set on fire. And it's this suddenly, like, really dark, terrifying scene that I did not expect. I was like, whoa! And there's even a girl that, like, she's, like, running out and she's freaking out. And there's, like, people. I feel so bad for her. She's, like, a waitress in this noodle shop. And she's, like, running and, like, freaking out. And she starts crawling towards the door. And she almost gets out. And then she also gets burst into flame. But after that, they have, like, a big... uh, you know they kind of have this argument and he's basically like yeah well you were able to kill everyone in here so i think you might be able to take on gojo but you're going to die like even if you hurt him you're still going to get killed too and he's like all right sure there's no way that i'll fail and he kind of goes off to do his duty meanwhile we meet three new characters that are members of the school because we have a nice little scene where megumi and nobara nobara i always say her name wrong Nobara and Megumi are hanging out at the like shrine thing in the school and uh they're kind of talking about how like Megumi isn't really affected by Yuji's death like he's obviously sad about it but he is very much like we got to focus on the mission like we got to focus on what we're doing and then Nobara has a cool scene where she's like I'm not the kind of girl who cries for a dude after I've only known her for a week and then it's obvious that she actually is affected and she's like oh this sucks 
and I like that scene a lot. I think it really helps kind of flesh out the characters a little bit. I really like how you can tell that Nobara has to keep up this like mask, this like face of being very like, you know, like stoic and like powerful and, you know, like, like she gets stuff done. I like that a lot. I thought that was a great scene. Now we meet three new characters. We meet uh, Maki. She is a cool green haired girl and she has given up her ability to do jujitsu in order to have um, very, like strengthened uh, ability using magic objects. So she uses magic weapons instead of uh, like spells. Uh, we have Toge who can only talk via making the, he, he says ingredients that are in rice balls and they haven't explained why, but I assume it has to do with his power. And then we have Panda who is a, he's literally just a giant panda and they don't explain it and it's kind of weird and i like it i like how just wacky it is i mean everyone saw him in the intro because in the intro they have that random like weirdly cgi shot of the panda like running on the rooftop and everyone was like what the hell so now we met him and he seems like a cool guy <laughs> and uh it's kind of like a bit of the levity basically they're going to be doing like a tournament with the other city in kyoto or the the other school in kyoto i mean and she's like you guys got to join because we don't have enough members and they're like, wow, why would we join when our, like, follower just died? And she's like, whatever, it'll give you something to, like, you know, get it off your mind. And they're like, okay. So they're going to do that. And Gojo, meanwhile, basically tells Yuji, like, hey, we're doing this thing. You're going to join in, but first we're going to train you so you actually know how to use magic. And he's like, okay. And that starts the movie scene I talked about earlier that's very funny. Now we get to a later scene. Um, Gojo is on his way to meet the principal. And he basically goes, like, uh, in a car, and he's on, like, this desolate highway, and he gets out of the car. And his, uh, I love the secretary, who's, like, always super, like, having trouble, but he literally goes to his secretary, and he's like, hey, man, you gotta get out, like, you gotta go. I'm gonna get out of the car, I'm gonna just stay on the street, you gotta drive off. And the secretary's like, are you testing me? Like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, no, trust me, just do it. He's like, Okay. And then he gets out of the car. He, like, goes off. Uh, the, the car drives off. And then he, like, the volcano guy just falls from the sky and, like, destroys the entire road. And Gojo's fine, of course, because he's a freaking badass. And it results in probably the most stunning fight in the series so far, where it's Gojo versus this monster. I don't know the monster. I keep forgetting the monster's name. But he literally has the power they reveal that gojo's power is he controls the concept of infinity so if you don't know there's a paradox i don't know who made it i, I have to look up the name but there's a, basically this paradox by this like philosophical writer and the idea was if you have a space and there's like a point a point b and you have to walk between them to get there you first have to walk halfway across but then you can split that. So you have to walk one fourth of the way across and you can split that. So you have to walk one eighth of the way across and basically saying that you can keep splitting it forever so that any distance equals infinity. Obviously it's not exactly true in a practical sense, but it's kind of like a thought experiment, right? And Gojo basically abuses that concept by making it real. So he can control space. He can make things immediately come towards him. He can immediately move himself to be out of the way. He can fly, which they don't even mention. He just does it. And you're just like, all right. Like, no one even cares that he can fly. He can stand on water like Jesus without <laughs> without falling in. It's awesome. And he just shows his superiority throughout this whole fight. And then it ends with the scene everyone likes, the scene everyone was waiting for, 
he reveals so they're fighting they eventually start fighting on top of a lake he literally leaves in the middle of the fight gets yuji and he's like bro come on you're gonna want to watch this and then goes back to the fight which is such a great like way to piss off the enemy it's hilarious so yuji's just hanging out next to him and then the volcano man in order to stop him transforms the lake into his domain which is like i think they called it coffin of the iron mountain and he literally makes it so they're like inside a freaking volcano and there's like lava spraying everywhere and then uh gojo realize says that he brought yuji there to explain to him what domains are and he's like all right i'm gonna show you my domain and then he rips off his mask revealing his creepy sky colored eyes and goes infinite or what his like infinite domain <laughs> and then he just or his domain is called infinite void and it explodes outwards and it traps uh the monster in a bubble where he feels and sees everything and he's like so sensory overloaded he can't do anything and gojo's floating outside of the bubble and he like makes fun of him and then he just uses this he like just destroys him and reduces him to just his head and then another one of the monsters comes and grabs this guy's head and basically gojo is forced to like undo infinite void and then when he's trying to get information out of the now just a head monster someone another one of the monsters that was at that like meeting table he's this weird one he talks backwards and i noticed that uh if you pause it his subtitles are backwards but you can read them if you take the time to like you know look at them uh they're they're actually like he actually says like dialogue it's just all backwards which i thought was cool but anyways he uh uses his power which makes like a field of flowers that makes people calm and then he uses that second where they're like confused to run in super fast grab the head get out and then they have a great scene at the end of this episode where um the main bad guy again goes into like this crappy apartment block he opens the door and there's an like a like a brazilian like beach on the other on the other side of the door and he just walks through and there's another like evil guy sitting at the beach and they kind of talk and they're like well we failed to get gojo now so we know that we can't kill him in a direct fight and he's like i have a plan to take out gojo that won't require a direct fight because we don't need to kill him we just need him to be incapacitated and that's going to set up what happens next time so overall these episodes were extremely strong they made me like the series even more i thought they were great i thought the action was incredible uh especially the final fight with gojo is insane there's like they're just destroying like entire swaths of forest using like fire powers and so it's incredible so yeah that is my review and kind of commentary on the uh episodes four to seven of jujitsu kaisen and in the next few weeks i'll be watching the episodes as they come out i am a week behind because i don't have the crunchyroll premium but i will try and make podcasts uh talking about these episodes because i think this is a very good series i definitely want to watch more of it and i might as well tell you guys what i think so yeah i hope you really enjoyed this episode it's a lot longer than my usual ones uh i had to do a cut in the middle so i hope that that turned out good i hope it didn't make a weird pause but uh yeah thank you very much for watching or listening 
and I hope you have a wonderful day.